Hi, and welcome to History Makers. I'm Matt Prater. Joining us on the line right now, we're chatting with Murray Boyton, who works for Christians Against Poverty Australia. He's a great man of God, he's done a lot of great ministry over the years, and we're going to unpack a bit of his story today. Welcome to the program, Murray. How are you doing? I'm amazing, Matt and, uh, and Rochelle. Thanks for having me. Well, it's uh, great to talk to you today, Murray. Now, I hear that you got saved when you were around 20. Tell us your personal testimony. Yeah, it's quite a unique one, uh, Rochelle. And uh, it's, um, I, I sort of grew up in a single family, uh, you know, as an only child in a, uh, you know, a pretty incredible family. And um, I went on a bit of a path after leaving home. I left home three weeks before my grade 12 uh, exams were due. And uh, being an only child is pretty sheltered, but, uh, you know, leaving school uh, or finishing, finishing school and, and doing it, I rebelled pretty hard and uh, went down the nightclub industry and into the bars and got into all the, all the naughty stuff, as we would now call it. And, um, but then I found myself just searching. Uh, I, I went down this pathway of positive attitude and realized that the people around me were just thinking, uh, you know, they were thinking one way. But I, I was starting to emerge a different thinker and just think in a more positive way. And uh, lo and behold, within a matter of months, I found myself in a, in a conversation with a policeman who I didn't know was a policeman at the time. There's a fair bit of humor around all that. And, um, and uh, yeah, I ended up getting involved in a network marketing business. And uh, about four or five months after that, I found myself just uh, attending a non-denominational service that they had. And it was a, there was a well-known uh, evangelist of the time. This is back in sort of 94, I believe it was, 95. And I was one of 400 people that gave their life to Christ that Sunday morning. And it totally blew me away. And yeah, the rest is history to a degree. It's amazing the number of people that I've come across over the years that actually got saved through a network marketing organisation. Uh, it seems that uh, the, the people that get involved with them, um, you know, are searching, aren't they? They're, they're looking for success. They're looking for, you know, a business opportunity. And, and a lot of them find Jesus. Isn't that great? It is. It is. I think um, uh, success is one thing. But what I really found uh, in, you know, being a part of that whole network of people was a sense of acceptance and belonging. And uh, ultimately, it all led me to Christ and, uh, you know, who accepted me and, and who I now belong to. Well, Murray, when was the point where you decided you wanted to go down more of a ministry-focused uh, job path? Uh, uh, as a result of becoming a Christian, I had, uh, I had a series of car accidents. I had four car accidents in the space of six weeks. Uh, and this was three weeks after becoming a Christian. Wow. And uh, I, I had uh, two massive car accidents. I fell asleep behind a wheel and hit a concrete wall at 100 kilometers an hour. Uh, and it was, you know, miraculously, I was out of hospital that afternoon. And uh, But fortunately or unfortunately, uh, a series of um, 
uh, reckless driving tickets had uh, tallied up against my driving uh, license. And I ended up losing my job because I was a property manager after, you know, while I became a Christian. And I lost my license. I found myself in a bit of a crux of what do I do? And I'd, um, the church I was a part of at the time had a Bible college. And, you know, it was uh, just the people were saying, well, you should go to Bible college. You should go to Bible college. And so I went down that path and, you know, two years of Bible college and it stretched me and it challenged me. And after that, I, I landed a role within the local church and have been, uh, you know, in and, in and out of ministry along the way. And, um, yeah, I've done all sorts of things. It's incredible how God will sometimes uh, allow uh, our lives to sort of be torn down, isn't it, amidst all those kind of circumstances so he can build something new and fresh uh, in us yeah. afterwards. I, I don't think it's probably a coincidence that you went through so many ordeals after becoming a Christian. But I know yeah. recently you've uh, been doing mission in China. Tell us about that. Yeah, well, it was about 10 years ago, actually. So, um, But uh, we spent a year in China. We sold up our house and, and everything that we knew that was familiar to us, we sort of we let that go and we went and supported a, another family in Shanghai and it was leading up to the Olympics in, in Beijing. But, uh, oh, look, it, it transformed me. Um, one thing that we learned while we are in Bible college was that everyone should do a missions trip. And uh, I was probably the last person to do a missions trip at the time. Uh, but I married a missionary wife. My, my, my wife had been to uh, India and she'd been to South Africa and, you know, she had a heart for missions and, but God knew, you know, and uh, and it came to a point in um, where I had an opportunity to go. I had some extra money to go, and I, I still remember those words in Bible college, everyone should do a missions trip. And I ended up doing a, uh, a short-term missions trip with some friends of mine, and uh, we did some Bible crossings or some border crossings in from Hong Kong to China, and it just changed me. I came back a different person, not even really aware of it, of what had happened. And then uh, some circumstances had happened in our church, which... Uh, you know, we were on our balcony one day at home and um, and my wife said to me, maybe we should move back to Canberra because that's where she was long. And all the while, God's stirring in my heart. I said, maybe we should just move to China. And, <laughs> and she didn't expect that. And within about seven months after that, we were living in Shanghai. Tell us what the ministry was like over there. Amazing. Really, it was, Matt. It was, uh, you know, we got to just see the, the heart of people and their desperation for, for God was... Um, yeah, it was incredible, and um, and the message of hope uh, in a oppressed nation uh, it really does bring change. And uh, and you know we got to we got to share in 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 the underground church. We started off in the underground church, but then um, as doors opened up and as relationships were formed uh, through the through the ministry that we had connected with. Uh, we got to really just share Jesus to an open community. We, we got to have dinner with mayors uh, of of certain towns, and uh, and really they're unashamed about Christ. And that is that despite the persecution that they get, they're just unashamed about it. And it's it's an interesting uh, philosophy uh, when they love Christ so much that they're willing to go to jail for. And um, and that's something that we personally experienced with some of the students that we taught. I'm curious to ask a little bit about uh, China because I read an article recently about the three self-church, which is like the government-sanctioned churches uh, in right. China. Apparently there's a lot of revival breaking out in some of those. Have you heard any of those stories? 
Uh, I haven't, and uh, it's. Um, but I mean, we've got some personal friends that have just moved to Shanghai to uh, be a children's director in a church over there. And by looking at what they're doing, it's like uh, you know, it, it would appear to be so. It would appear to be true that uh, you know, uh, God is on the move in China. Absolutely, and you know, we've heard of uh, stories like Brother Yuan and his son yep. uh, uh, Isaac Liu. We've heard uh, of uh, many missionaries who have uh, uh, been sent to China, but uh, a lot of he- talk I'm hearing is that the Chinese Christians are so full on, they're now being sent to the world, to the nations with the gospel. Isn't that exciting? It's amazing, isn't it? They've actually, uh, when we were in, like when we were in the crux of going, they really believe that they have a heart to reach the Arab nations back to Jerusalem. Wow. That's, yeah, so, uh, you know, they're walking through doors that maybe some Westerners are challenged to walk through at the moment. Well, it's great to hear a bit of your background and what you've done in ministry previously, but now yeah. you're working with Christians Against Poverty, which I right. think is one of the most important ministries. Uh, I know in the UK they're massive. Uh, they launched right. in Australia a number of years ago, but they're really making an impact. For those who don't know about CAP, tell us uh, a bit of the background in Australia. Yeah, it started in 2001 in Newcastle, uh, and uh, it was uh, it really launched as a debt centre or a debt help uh, kind of service um, in Australia, and uh, we're now currently Australia's largest uh, premier debt charity service and debt counselling service. And uh, but we, what I really love about it, Matt, is that we work only with the local church, and that's something that I'm really passionate about. And it's, you, in, and, it's incredible some of the stats too. I was uh, just reading through some of the info that you've got, uh, especially sure. when you're talking about the effects of debt. Uh, 45% yeah. of people that you reach have visited a right. GP and been prescribed yeah. medication. One in three have considered uh-huh. or attempted suicide and 84% are living in fear from the financial pressures that surround them. It's uh, it's an incredible so issue, isn't it? Yeah, and... Uh, uh, we've been in those situations ourselves personally, so uh, you know, being afraid to answer the telephone because of uh, you just might be a creditor on the phone, or uh, you know, even being afraid to uh, wonder what is it that's in the letterbox because it might be a, a, a demand notice or something along those sorts of lines. And you know, it, it, debt and unsustainable debt is—it's a rampant issue in this country. And tell us a bit about some of the uh, services you offer. I know you've launched a job club. Uh, right. It sounds like a great ministry. Tell us about that one. Yeah, job clubs is our newest initiative or newest service that we've got in Australia. It's been running for some time in the UK, and now it's uh, the largest uh, charity job support network in the UK. There's more than 150 outlets. Uh, so that's 150 churches that have taken on our service, and uh, Prince Charles loves it. And uh, we have seen some amazing results in the UK and we've just launched it in Australia. Uh, we've had about 49 people go through our job clubs and I believe it's around 9 or 10 people that have found employment as a result of uh, attending a job club. So how do you work alongside churches uh, with uh, you know, a new initiative like this one? So we, I mean, at the core of what we are, we're about building, building up the local church so uh, it's not, we're certainly not in competition with the local church, but uh, augmenting uh, relationships that help them uh, influence their local communities and provide tools that equip them to reach their local communities. So a lot of our, a lot of our work is purely on relationship basis. And, uh, you know, we talk to uh, existing churches, new churches. Uh, a great passion of mine is the fact that I talk across the entire body of Christ. 
Uh, you know, a few weeks ago, I was at a Methodist church, uh, an Anglican church uh, last weekend. I've got uh, plans to speak in an ACC church and Baptist church. So I love the fact that it's across the entire body of Christ that we can help uh, with our services. Some more great stats uh, from the last 12 months from Christians Against Poverty. Uh, I'm just so inspired by some of this. Uh, you've uh, had 324 debt-free families that you've helped. You've relieved $12.9 million in debt and helped over 7,854 people. So you do a lot of practical help uh, with debt, but something else special happens around the office at Christians Against Poverty. Every now and then you ring a bell and all the staff clap and cheer. What's all that about? (laughs) Yeah, so uh, because uh, we had this unique relationship with the local church, uh, the way that bell gets rung is that uh, we get feedback from our local partners within our within the churches of every time a salvation happens, and so every time someone gives their life to Christ, whether it's uh, uh, you know in the in the lounge rooms where you know someone from the local church is in a community member's uh, household and they give their life to Christ, we ring a bell. Now, what we do that's basically it's a big red fire bell at the, at the head office in Newcastle. And everyone just stops work for a second. We all go to the bell and we all, you know, we all uh, really just have a moment of prayer. We edify that person that's given their life to, the, uh, to Christ and, uh, you know, just really want to set their foundation right uh, and support them in, in, in prayer and uh, know that the decision that they've made is amazing. Well, let's hope and pray that that bell keeps on ringing <laughs> over and over yeah. uh, because really that should be the heart of every Christian ministry, mm. shouldn't it? Yeah, well, I know um, it's the heart of our Christian ministry, and uh, and evangelism at the co- is one of the core values of what we are, and, and uh, we believe in helping people financially as a tool to reach them with the message of hope and uh, through Christ. And just before we wrap up, Murray, I know you've been involved in ministry yourself for many years, and uh, you've got a heart for the gospel. You know, there might be people listening now that have never heard the gospel. Would you share with our listeners what is the gospel and how do people respond to it? Look, for me, the gospel is just simply good news. Uh, And uh, regardless of where you're at in your life, uh, good news is Jesus. Uh, But I love the fact that good good news has arms and feet. Uh, You know, to the hungry, it's food. You know, to the homeless, it's shelter. Uh, And to those that are poor, it's a a way out. It's a hope. It's a lift up. And, uh, you know, through the, through our ministry, and I know that there's many ministries across this country that are, that are really preaching good news with hands and feet. And, uh, that's important to me. I know that, uh, in my loneliness, I received comfort. I received acceptance. And, uh, you know, there just may be people out there that are, that are in those situations. I just encourage you to just take a step of faith and just to stand out, put your hand up and just trust. Well, it's wonderful to hear you share the good news, mate. And uh, if people want to find out more about Christians Against Poverty, you can go to the website capost.org. That's C-A-P-A-U-S-T.org. And uh, they're also on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, LinkedIn. And uh, you might want to find out about their Cap Money courses or about their job club. And they've also got a uh, free call number, uh, 1-300-227-000. That's one three hundred double two seven triple O. If you need help with your finances, uh, you can contact Cap uh, Christians Against Poverty, Cap Australia. Uh, Murray, thank you so much for joining us, mate. I reckon you're history maker. God bless. <laughs> Thanks, uh, Matt and, and Rochelle. There, it was uh, such a pleasure. Thanks for joining us on History Makers. If you'd like to listen to this interview again, just go to historymakers.tv. 
There you'll find links to Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. You can subscribe to our iTunes podcast or check out our YouTube clips. And you can find out about History Makers TV. We are a faith-based ministry and we appreciate every donation. You know, the vision of History Makers is to share the good news of Jesus Christ to the nations of the world. If you'd like to partner with us, send us an email, info at historymakersradio.com. God bless you. Have an awesome day. I'm Matt Prater, and why don't you go and make history? History Makers. History Makers is proudly sponsored by Bible League, who serve the local church and other partners around the world by providing Bibles, scripture materials, and training to help people meet Jesus. They provide God's Word to a lost and needy world. Bible League plants Bibles in prisons, among persecuted Christians and in poor nations, bringing the love and light of Christ into many people's lives around the world. Make history today by joining our friends at Bible League and planting a Bible that will help someone meet Jesus. Go to bl.org.au. Station sponsor.